Hi everyone, and welcome to the Your Safe Space Podcast, where we talk about real stories and real people with absolutely no exceptions. Joining us for this episode is an upcoming graduating law student, Jonathan Gregorio. Hi Jonathan. Hello, nice to be here. Hey, thanks for joining us. So how are you now that you're already almost to the end, almost graduating law school? How does it feel? It's very surreal, actually. Uh, I just finished all my requirements. So mm-hmm. after exams, I, it's, it's kind of anticlimactic because I had papers to do still. But So now I'm giving myself around a week and then hopefully I can start preparing for the bar. So let's see how that goes. So just this week, I'm just enjoying my time, just relaxing. How was it um, taking it in, in the pandemic? I'm sure it was really difficult. I mean, you know, adjusting to working from home and studying from home has, has been difficult for everyone. But I, I can imagine it's been especially difficult for law students, you know. There's just so much you have to cover and not having like that support system of like your blockmates or your professors in person. It must have been difficult. How was that for you? For me, it was a mixture of both uh, pros and cons. So I think a pro was that I had more time. Um, mm-hmm. I think being at home, you're more in control of time. So yeah. technically, if you think about it, like at least for me, because I I would drive from QC to Rockwell, so that would save me around the pandemic or online classes saved me around three hours of my day, which I could have spent studying. No, I spent studying <laughs> somewhat, but also it gave me time to relax. Also, but That's I think productive uh, too. <laughs> yeah, it, it's productive also. And I think the cons, I think, are like everyone else experiencing online, the online setup. It's, mm-hmm. I don't know, it's um, very, it, it's a very um, cooped up environment. I don't know why, like, I, I feel, I, at least I'm the type of person I can't really, where I thought I couldn't really work in the same place where I slept. So when, yeah. during the normal setup, I would always study in coffee shops, in the library, and it was such a huge adjustment studying next to my bed and like being so near um netflix and all other distractions <laughs> but overall it's been okay i think it's just the adjustment and um i'm happy i get to spend time with my parents also so that's a huge bonus that's good um but i totally feel you i mean i think i have the same perception i wouldn't want to like work in my my room which is where i work now <laughs> most days because I think you feel like your room is like your safe space, you know, pun intended. But mm. then also because <laughs> also because you want to relax in your room, you don't want to be able to like associate it. So if you're going to be working in the same place where you relax, it's kind of like there are no boundaries. At least that's how I felt. I don't know if that's that's where you're coming from as well. Yeah, I couldn't agree with, agree more with that. I think um, boundaries are important also, and like yeah, yeah, it's it's really um, it's hard like co-mingling it or mixing it up together because I don't know you don't realize the impact it has on you like you just get burnt out out of nowhere and mm-hmm. I think I don't know about you in your work setup but I think um or professors or uh, bosses they might not really um they think that working from home should be beneficial for you so they could potentially like um pile on requirements or like they wouldn't really um, care much about your time because you should you're working from home, naman, so you should be present always, right? Yeah. So you get tiring. Actually, it's quite the opposite for me. So in the company that I work for, they actually advocate for um, taking time off or um, personal wellness, and it was really refreshing. Like I'd hear from like 
on top executives and they talk about how it's important to really take the time to like care for your mental health. And I guess it's because the pandemic really showed us what mental health is. I mean, I mean, in the past, I think, you know, mental health is something that everybody has to take care of. It's just that um, when put against the setting of the pandemic, you realize that, oh my gosh, like it's, it's real because you don't have all these distractions to like um, distract you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? You can't, yeah. There's just so much noise. There was so much noise like pre-pandemic, but then now, you know, forced to to stay in the same place all the time, you're kind of left alone with your thoughts and it kind of um, makes you want to better understand your mental health. Well, at least that's how I felt. And I think that's uh, uh, an experience that many of my peers have felt both in and out of work. Uh, is that something that you can resonate with maybe? Or is that what you felt about mental health too? Um, I think the pandemic really uh, shed light onto yeah. the importance of taking care of uh, one's mental health, at least mine also. Because like what you said, I, I I really agree or resonate with what you said, how uh, you're alone with your thoughts. And I think now more than ever, everyone's alone with their thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because before, like, um, because of the world that's constantly moving, everyone having mm-hmm. their own uh, things to do, goals to achieve, um, going after their dreams. I think people get caught up with actions or just they just keep moving, right? um, wanting to do as much and be productive, more as productive as possible. Mm-hmm. But... I think the pandemic really changed what the perception of what productive really is because at least personally I think uh productive has has been given a new meaning yeah um because like productivity isn't about the things you do like isn't just about the tasks you do the things you accomplish on your checklist because I have a checklist also like but it, it's important to yeah. check stuff out right but I think productivity is also uh knowing when to like just pause, take a break, and finding things that are productive for you. Like, um, for example, right? You said you you've been into running recently, right? Or jogging, like, mm-hmm. like stuff like that, or maybe playing with your dog. Or for me, it, I think productivity is also like being able to work out every day. Or yeah, yeah, those little things are also productive. They're just productive in their own way. I think. Yeah, no, that's, so, that's such a refreshing take on productivity. I mean, you know how millennials, right? We're called the burnout generation. Like, yeah. we're always go, go, go. Like, you're right. Like, we're always looking on to the next goal. Like, what's next? Like, what do we have to do? Like, me personally, I'm kind of like neurotic about my checklist. It's <laughs> like, oh my God, I can't sleep. There's still like two more things. And then sometimes I realize, oh my God, I could have waited until tomorrow. But yeah, that's such a refreshing take on productivity. But I'm just curious because you said that was something that you, that's like a perspective that you took on only during the pandemic. And before that, was your perspective on um, productivity different or on mental health? You know, how does life differ from, from before? Well, I think in terms of my um, journey with mental health and my perception yeah. of it, I think um, it, it goes way beyond law school and before law school because um, in high school, grade school, college, I was always like an athlete. I was into taekwondo, basketball, um, track and field, and all these different sports. And um, in these sports, I think you're, you learn the value of grit, of uh, quote-unquote yeah. being tough, of you know, just grinding it out. And I think a misconception or something that I believed in before was you just got to keep gritting it out, right? Like Mamba mentality, right? Like Kobe Bryant. Yeah, Mamba. <laughs> yeah, it's something that um, 
people resonate with, people admire, and that was a core value for me. Like just always being tough, um, mm-hmm. acknowledging that there are like bad times, but always just pushing forward. And I took that with me, I think, also when I reached law school. And of mm-hmm. course, in a way, it was beneficial because I was able to um, always stay tough, but stand tall. Like if I have a bad recitation, um, I would just you know keep my chin up mamba, my head up. Mamba, yeah mamba mamba what would kobe do right uh, so i just yeah just be headstrong and um just keep grinding it out but i realized that um it was just something was weighing me down also mm-hmm. that um always putting on a facade or always trying to be tough can also be exhausting and tiring and um i think that's where i realized that the importance of taking care of your mental health um, yeah. because I think a misconception that people have is that um, you know how they think na, you know I respect mental health like I, I see that it's a real issue but I never thought it applied to me right? um, yeah yeah so I was it's that. like a fever like people think it's something that they can catch you know what I mean? yeah and like, like when people think about like people going through their mental health struggles, yeah. like you have a friend, and they say, oh, I'm going to a therapist. Parang the misconception people automatically think is, oh, what's wrong? What's wrong? Are you okay? But I think um, my growth in law school, I guess, or the struggles taught me that it's not really about something being wrong. Um, it's that uh, mental health is just as important as your physical health, right? Um, it's yeah. just another aspect of taking care of yourself, right? And um, I think, especially during times of stress um, and pressure, intense pressure, so no matter where you are, what situation, for me, it was law school, for others, it could be in the workplace or there are other personal problems or situations. I think that it's always important to take care of yourself and that if you take it for granted, um, like I did initially, you're going to feel something weighing you down and it will be hard to explain even to yourself I think and I think the first step for me was really just acknowledging that um, mental health it isn't there when something's wrong it's just always there yeah no I think that's really admirable like thanks for that I mean one thing that really like stuck out to me was that you were put in these like very tough environments so me that's sports like a, an all boys school, law school, you know, that's like the like the peak of like machismo. <laughs> like if we're like right, I mean, it's still we're still um a very largely patriarchal society. So, I think that yep. there really is that ideal to be like a strong man and all that. So it's just interesting to me that it was against like the background of law school, which is probably like the toughest um out of all of them, wherein you realize that you know this pressure to be okay all the time, like it's 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 not okay. <laughs> Like yeah. like it was it was there that you realize that I like you don't have to always have this facade of pretending to be okay. So I, I think that was really interesting, and I think that's quite difficult to admit, or some sometimes mm. it, it makes it even more like difficult for you to to realize that um okay this is something that I'm going through because you might think right like that it's you're just weak and yeah. because that's what you've been conditioned to believe your whole life. So I think it's really great and it's really admirable that. Um, that that you realized that. Um, so I'm just curious, like after having realized all of that, what then did you do to manage it? I mean, it, that's a lot of there's a lot of things that that, that play into <laughs> that, right? So, what did you do to manage your mental health given that? What I did was of uh, after acknowledging it, um, 
for I'm the type of person that uh, doesn't usually like to like share feelings, you know. Um, yeah, so like, gotta be like yeah, mambo. So, <laughs> yeah, mambo. What would Kobe do? The straight face, you know. But um, like, even like in terms of making jokes, I'm the type na, diba, I just like give a joke to lighten up the mood. But it helps you like just mm-hmm. relax and stuff. But in terms yeah, of sorry, so I've done Jonathan since like high school. <laughs> He's always yeah. been last yeah. Very like. You you don't know what he's feeling because he's very stoic and that sense. They're always joking around. I can change the topic with those stuff, right? Yeah, I think he's guys. doing it right now. <laughs> what are you talking about? What's the question? No. Uh, <laughs> so what I did was, um, I think after my first like bad law school like recitation, because it it will mm-hmm. happen eventually. I think the earlier it happens, the better because you get to adjust to it. Um, but that for me, by fire. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like a you know a trial by fire. So, um, when the first bad recitation I had, um, I I studied right away, and like I was I thought to my head, yeah, bawi na lang ako next recitation, diba? I'll do better mm-hmm. next time. Uh, so I still had that stoic um disposition mindset, and sure enough, yeah, I would like do better the next time, and maybe the time after that. But um, as I said, like something was like I felt like I was getting burnt out. And I realized that um, it was important that I had to acknowledge what I was feeling. Also, that like it sucked, like to um, have a bad recitation, to maybe have a bad um, result in your quiz or exam. It sucks, um, and that's part of the process. Um, and I had um, a senior in law school who I talked to about it, and he gave me um, really good advice. He told me that um, it's important that after you have a bad Um, experience. I think this applies to law school and in life. Um, you have to um, just acknowledge it first, feel it. So he told me that I should come up with a routine, um, a routine where I could just like pause and just let myself like talk and like be sad about yeah. what happened. And that's not it's not bad. It's just a way to cope with what happened. And um, after this routine, like for example, what I did was I would. Walk to power plant. I would get coffee and I just sit there, uh, blank, 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 staring, blank, uh, staring blankly into, like, like people watching or just chilling for like thirty mm-hmm. minutes. And then after thirty minutes, I'd um, walk back to the library and study again. And I was surprised that it actually did help. <laughs> I was able to, like, let myself um, sulk and just feel how much it sucked, but also after. Uh, the weight was lifted when I was actually um, putting in the work again, and it it contributed like immensely to um, feeling better, I guess, and not being burnt out. And um, oh, there's another thing I did. Um, uh, actually, two things. So, because my brothers also went <laughs> to law school. Yeah, I'm a palay. Look, so my brothers also. That was good. I mean, I think like coping. Sorry yeah. to cut you. Like I just, no I just wanted to say, like, I think coping takes form in like different ways all the time. And you know, as we change as people, our, our coping mechanisms will have to change too. So mm-hmm. I, I mean, it, I think it's great that you like found different ways to do that, and you seem to have sought help from so many people. Yeah, I think it's an it's important also to acknowledge that it's not like a one size fit all. Like different things may apply to different mm-hmm. people. Like because I'm not the type to really share feelings, so I didn't really think that. For me, uh, what I was going through um, in that context, like 
sharing it with other people would benefit me, at least for me. So I thought um, what other ways could potentially help me. And um, another thing was um, I asked my brothers, um, my kuyas, and they told me that they felt the same thing because they were also in law school and they felt the pressure. And it was very liberating to know that um, like two people I look up to also um, had those kind of days, those bad days. And I asked them what they did. And um, the first thing they told me was there was this chapel or this room beside the chapel where they'd go to just to get some peace. And um, when I, I tried visiting there and it really helped me, like it really helped me just um, to quiet down all my thoughts and um, to just relax. Because I think like what you said earlier, George, sometimes people are just go, go, go that they forget to pause. Yeah. Yeah, so that was one thing that helped. And I made that part of my routine. So every morning when I'd get to school, I'd always start my day in the chapel. Um, and the last thing I did was whenever I felt um, really stressed, really pressured, um, I did the sign of the cross before I studied. And um, I didn't talk to God or anything. I just um, took my studying as a form of prayer. And it really just put things into perspective, I guess. So yeah, those yeah, are the yeah. things I did. No, no, that makes sense. I mean, I think um, like the idea of like purpose and like having meaning, I think that really helps people like being able to ground yourself. That will really help um, you holistically, not just with your mental mm-hmm. health, right? Because it gives meaning to everything that you're doing and it, it kind of helps you power through the, the hard times. So it's great that you're able to do that. I think that's such a small thing that like really makes a huge impact. Um, but another thing that I wanted to say was it's so interesting because it's like your story really came full circle. So coming from a background where like, you know, you're all boys in the family, all boys school, sports, law school, etc. So it's all really tough background. So like you kind of like resisted your feelings, right? Like, you know, I'm not okay, like, but I got to keep that inside. But you kind of like coming to terms with that also was like your resistance to that. Uh, to that ideal by you like opening up to your peers and to your brothers and in a way I think that's like the greatest form of strength people always think that strength is you know being tough or doing things on your own but actually being vulnerable is another form of strength and that's it's it's hard it's not okay I mean it's so hard to admit that you're not okay right especially with all the conditioning (laughs) not not to get into like those things but based on what you said so I think it's great to see how it came full circle and how I think you being open with your story also helps other people be open with their stories and to, uh, you know, to be okay with admitting that they're not okay. I wanted to like um, just agree with what you said. Like it really is okay to <laughs> not be. Yeah, it really is okay to not be okay. And uh, I think the faster that people realize that, like I think the faster that they'll be able to like understand like what, like how they're doing. But like when people ask you, oh, how are you? Sometimes people are just like, oh, I'm okay or I'm not okay. But parang, I feel like by acknowledging what you're feeling or trying to understand it, then you're one step closer to being okay, I guess. Yeah, no, I definitely think that's too. Yeah. How can you solve something without even knowing what you want to solve in the first place? Yeah. So I think it was great that you, you know, admitting to yourself that I'm not okay and then doing these small things. That was like steps to for you to get better and you know fix yourself in, in a sense like fix what you what you felt 
Um, so I'm just curious, other than like encouraging people to to realize that it's okay to not be okay, are there other like misconceptions about mental health you'd like to change? I guess I'm especially interested because of because of your background. I think that's something that a lot of people can relate to, even if they're not in law school, right? Um, the Philippines is yeah. very um hard to um like hard to accept like uh, mental health, especially in men. Like they feel like it's a weakness. They feel like it's uh, you not being strong or you being weak. So I'm I'm just curious. Well, uh, I think another misconception that is um, important to be clarified, I guess, is um, what really is mental health. Um, like I, like uh, what we were talking about earlier, uh, mental health really shouldn't um, be equated to something being wrong. I think it's just a part of um, being human, but it's a part of uh, one's humanity. Um, yeah, like, for example, um, if someone goes like for example if one focuses on their physical health they want to be more fit they want to lose weight uh, what do they do they go to the gym um, some people will start doing more cardio eat healthier and i think that's uh, on the other side of it like you can equate that also to physical uh, to sorry to mental health because mental health mm-hmm. there are also things that you can do to strengthen your psyche to clear your mind yeah, <laughs> yeah. i think i think um Mental taking care of your mental health isn't always about like something be uh, isn't always about acknowledging that something is wrong, but it's also about acknowledging that you have to take care of your mental health also, and it could be um, preventive or proactive. Um, and by doing that, I think that uh, the quality of life it sounds cheesy, but I think that the quality of life really is expanded, and um, you're giving yourself more time to breathe to grow and you you grow holistically as you said so i think it's really important that um not just men but people in general um just uh take care of their mental health yeah i i, I love that and i think in almost every episode we, we like to reiterate that that you know there doesn't have to be anything wrong i mean hmm. just like your physical health you have to take care of yourself it's not like I'm going to drink vitamins only when I'm at the brink of dying. <laughs> like I, yeah. I take my vitamins every day so that my body is strong. And whatever way you need to take care of your mental health. So some people, like they go to therapy regularly, mm-hmm. um, even if they're not necessarily going through anything, just to be able to like untangle their thoughts, right? To be able to um, keep their mind strong in that sense, or keep, keep their mental health strong in that sense. So I think that's a really great way of, of viewing things. Um, and I, I, the, the perspective really is so refreshing. I love how you're so encouraging of people of all ages and all backgrounds, all genders. I think that's yeah. something that we really need now. And I think it's great to see also some schools are very proactive, like you mm-hmm. said. Uh, they're very proactive with, with how they take care of their students' mental health. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's good for students to be aware, right? Like, like, like we said earlier, um, you can't do anything about it if you don't know what's wrong in the first place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, just to build off of that, I think it's also... In terms of mental health, I, I also don't think that it's, like to an extent, yes, it's a journey that you go on uh, for yourself. But I don't, I think it may be like for yourself, but it's not by yourself. I think. Ooh, I love that. Yeah, because I feel like um, like acknowledging mental health um, is easier when you know that there are other people also who are mm-hmm. around you to support you or to empathize with you. And um, for me, I, I had a lot of um, support when it, when it comes to my parents, my brothers, 
my sisters, um, my blockmates, of course, um, my batchmates, and like there's so many people that um, contributed to um, ensuring that like I'm okay, that um, my mental health is okay, and I think that um, they're also a part of one's journey, I guess. And it's important that you know you know that thing where um, you you become like the people you you're with or something like that. Like, yeah, the top five people you're with or yeah. something. <laughs> yeah, parang, um, I think it's important to surround yourself with people who are um, who contribute to your growth, I guess. Mm-hmm. Because um, I think, I don't know, it's something that people don't or people don't realize enough that um, that the people you surround yourself with, whether you realize it or not, they really contribute to the person you're becoming or the person you are. And yeah, so I don't know. I, I just think that mental health is really a journey that you share with other people. And for me, it's not sharing like verbally all the time because I'm really not that <laughs> type that's of person. Who you are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's okay. You know? That's okay. That's okay. Yeah. You know? but it's, Acknowledgement um, is important. <laughs> yeah, it's true. So if I can't share it verbally, it's just about like knowing that there are people there for me, right? And I think just knowing that they're there is um, enough. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, like with mental health, it's very holistic. I mean, psychology is like one whole like gigantic field, right? Like, for example, like you you mentioned, um, you really don't like to open up. And that's fine. I think like, that's another way like of like holding space for other people and like cultivating those safe spaces is like being able to respond to them in the ways that they need it so it's not forcing them to open up if they don't want to some people they just need quality time you know i guess like um different love languages also that's that's the way of like being there for the person it doesn't necessarily mean that they're in the wrong for not wanting to open up right or that you're not doing enough because they're not opening up to you it's really being there in the way that the person needs you to be there yeah i think that's a really important discussion to have as well. Uh, one thing that I that I thought of um, when you were um, talking about how mental health is a shared journey, like it's with other people mm-hmm. as well, is I read this quote recently that said, um, "We don't see things as as they are; we see things as we are." And that's you know that's truly a thinker. <laughs> what does that mean, Deva? But then I think that's so true. Um, a lot of the things that we, the way that we perceive the world, it's really shaped by um, what we think. And it's you know the the brain is a muscle. Every every yeah. the way whatever you think, kind of becomes more ingrained in your thoughts. So the way that you think about some things over and over again, it kind yeah. of shapes your perception on things. And you being able to surround yourself with the right people, who, people who allow you to see the best in yourself and the best in different situations, that that really shapes um, your mind and your perception, and, and that will shape your experience of life. So I think that's just another important thing to point out. Yeah, and. Um, I think that's really important also because um, I, I feel like, um, at least for me personally, I don't know about other people, but hopefully, um, sometimes we don't realize how in control of our thoughts we are. Mm-hmm. I'm playing grammar, but I don't, I don't think... I think it's important that we um, acknowledge that we are at the, dri- we are like at the driver's seat. Like we're in control of mm-hmm. what we think. Um, we're in control of how we feel and um, it's I think another important thing in terms of mental health is not depending although it's a shared journey it's also not depending on other people for your happiness or for some fulfillment because I think that should also come from yourself definitely Um, yeah and I think 
That's another misconception. Daming misconception. But yeah, that's another... That's so wise. Gravity attorney. I don't know. I, I think the pandemic really um, gave me some perspective alone with my thoughts, you know. So, but... <laughs> No, but really though, I think um, I think people will be a lot happier and a lot more content with life if they just um, find happiness um, within themselves mm-hmm. and not look for other people. Because I don't know, like I think I think a person's always enough. Ne? I mean, you're always going to be enough. Oh, it's really true, it's really true, right? Tumagas, tumagas sa puso. Yeah. No, but yeah. I, I, that's a really, that's a really great way to put it, and I think that's what people often forget, right? That that you're enough. Because I guess in that quest for more, 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 it's always you feel like there's a lack, or that there needs to be more of oh, you, or that there yeah. isn't enough, right? Um, but yeah. you know, recognizing from the get go that you are good enough as you are, that kind mm-hmm. of like gives you some peace of mind in in a way, it can help quiet yeah. those thoughts. I yeah. actually am a huge fan of meditation. Um, mm. I actually haven't meditated in a while. But today I meditated because I was nice. feeling very anxious. Uh, I used headspace. So, oh, oh, no. <laughs> how, do, how, how do you like, meditate, if I may ask? Like, is, yeah, I just fun? follow the app. Ah, okay. So, and, and it gives you prompts. Um, I think some people who are like more like well-versed in meditation, they're able to do it on their own, which is, which is great too. It's really admirable. Yeah. Um, in college, I took a class where our professor, she gave us like, pebbles like one pebble yeah. each and for the meditation you just have to hold the pebble and really really feel the yeah. pebble like the pronch like the weight of the pebble in your hand the shape what are the are there different like cracks on it just so you can focus and really be there in the moment yeah. i mean it sounds funny now right like me really concentrating on a pebble for 15 minutes yeah. but then i think that's really the practice is for you to um really be there in the moment have your mind be there and i think that's similar to what you were saying about how in control you are of your thoughts you know Meditation is a practice. Uh, mm. in, in one of the episodes that we had, Kat, uh, Kat Cruz mentioned that, that it's a practice. Mm. And it's something that you, as with any practice, you have to keep yeah. doing it over and over. It's never going to be perfect. But I think there's joy to be found in that and there's meaning to be found in that. But every day it takes form in different ways. And you have to figure out what works for you. So I, I am personally an advocate of meditation. I think it works. Again, it won't work for everyone. But just yeah. that uh, practice of like intentionality and being there in the moment, I think... That's something that will be helpful for a lot of people, no matter what form it takes. That's pretty cool, right? Like how when you meditate, you just, it's ironic, but also like it's very comforting how when you clear your mind, like your thoughts also just dissipate and like, I don't yeah. know, after the meditation. Yeah, I, I think, I, I mean, I've meditated a few times before, but and that's yeah. the feeling. But it's so, although it's very, like the feeling is great, like it's also tiring. Like I, it's very tiring to like, especially at the beginning, no, to meditate. And to just yeah, like pause and not think of anything because like yeah, so it was like for example when I was I meditated before like, and I had a hard time thinking of nothing. So I literally <laughs> yeah. would think of like I think yeah. So I'd like what can I think of like I think of the color black like no joke like I just think of the color black and it worked also but like I can't do the nothing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I get what you mean. Actually, thanks for pointing that out. I think people always talk about how meditation is difficult like it's hard to concentrate but then i think that's one thing that people don't mention it's tiring like it's right tiring. like it, 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 it is a it is a practice so like with sports for example if you're going to keep practicing basketball like shooting the ball sorry i'm not a, yeah. <laughs> that was a bad analogy yeah. Tam- <laughs> shooting. Yeah, shooting. <laughs> yeah. right? like, like 
it's tiring. Like, you use up yeah. those muscles. So, same way with the brain. Like, you practicing being there in the moment. It takes a lot of effort. It mm-hmm. feels like sometimes it's even physical effort. But then, I think that's that's one thing that's kind of comforting also, maybe for people who are being too hard on themselves for not mm-hmm. having the perfect meditation practice, right? Yeah, but also... Th- Another way, I don't think there is, I mean, there there could be like an ideal like meditation practice, but I think it's also personal. So I think mm-hmm. you, like for me, like I couldn't really think of nothing. So I just thought of like one color thing. Black. Yeah, color black. I'm, I'm thinking Rainbow of my color, Every day. Uh, color. <laughs> yeah. Blue, one big fight. But yeah, I think <laughs> it's important that, I don't know, people, I think people would meditate more if they realize that there's, like it's not, it's hard, it's hard, but it's also like personal. So Go at your own pace. Just like in like sports, also if you can't shoot the ball, right? like far, yeah, you just can't, can't yeah, you just lay up na lang. <laughs> Cheering na lang. Yeah. yeah. Bench warmer. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I love it. Like I think everything that you said, like one common thread to all of us, you're always um pushing for how things are very personal, whether it's coping mechanisms, the way that you help other people, the way that you like to be helped, meditating, it's always that it takes form in different ways for different people. And I think that's very important when we're discussing mental health. Um, so out of all the things that you said, all the wise advice, <laughs> uh, everything that you've shared, um, if there's someone who was in the same place as you were, um, you know, having the environment where they thought that mental health was outside of themselves, but they're actually struggling, um, what advice would you give to them? Um, can you just um share them share to them this podcast or <laughs> <laughs> um, I would probably just tell them to just maybe not really I mean because I think no matter what advice you give someone, um they won't really take it until they're ready to take it like they'll hear what they want to hear or it'll just be noise to them, right? So I think if someone spoke to me like in college or in high school about it, um, I just tell them to just, you know, just take care of their psyche. Just um, just always um, make sure you check up on yourself first and foremost, but don't just keep um, chasing after like the things you want, your goals, and keep go, go, keep, Having that go 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 attitude. Keep go go go. Go go keep go go go. Um, I think yeah. I would, I would I would just tell them that yeah to just always be present in their emotions and their thoughts and just take it from there and yun like I think I would appreciate or I would have appreciated that advice um, especially like when law school started because. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think that was the point where me and my batchmates were all having that go, go, go attitude that um, it mm-hmm. became very stressful. So, yeah. Oh, thanks for that, And I think that's a really nice way to put it. I mean, it really shows how you've come full circle. Like I mentioned earlier, like you like, like resisting all these thoughts and feelings and then you now giving back this advice not only to other people but to yourself like you're practicing it in different ways I think it really shows that you know that that understanding of mental health is so much more like profound because like mm-hmm. you really took the time to understand it for yourself and you don't want to generalize also which I think is great I think that's something that um is a common like a common error that, that people have sometimes like they'll kind of like pigeonhole you but you know humans are so complex yeah, <laughs> and all so that complex. does 
so anyway, uh, before we wrap things up, I just wanted to check if there's anything else that you wanted to share when it comes to taking care of yourself or like, you know, battling these stereotypes. And it's been a really meaty episode with lots of great advice. Well, <laughs> Pwede ka na mag-advice call. <laughs> no. Um, well, I don't think naman that like, I, I don't think I'm the like ideal guest in terms of like the advice, advice, quote unquote advice. But I guess it's just coming from a place of um, it's something it's based off of my own experiences and um, hopefully like if there's something that I don't know listeners can take out of this or with grain of with a grain of salt is that um, it's not a one size fit all um, kind of thing and hopefully that um, wherever they are in their journey that they um, are able to like understand themselves more I think it starts with that so yeah thanks for having me yeah, thanks for joining us. I think this will be able to really resonate with a lot of people. So thanks again, Jonathan. And thanks for listening, guys. That's all the time we have left for today. Once again, this has been your safe space.